This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joie, and today is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. It's the last show of the year, and I have the delightful Tom Honeyhands here, the tech chap himself. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hi, I'm very well. I'm, you've, you've grabbed me on my one working day between Christmas and, and drinking too much on New Year's Eve. Well, lucky me. I Wow, thank you. I feel honored. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No problem. I saw you in Hawaii and I was like, you know, we need to get Tom back on because Tom always has a really great perspective on things. So, you know, not a lot of news this week. Like it's just been pretty quiet, obviously, with the holidays and whatever. But I thought we'd go over what we expect at CS. You're not going, I presume? Oh, just today I've canceled everything. Uh, I, ha- I was leaving it till the last minute. I kind of had decided not to go a couple of days ago, but it's as obviously flying from London, it's just COVID. It's just not worth the risk. Oh, yeah. You can't not get it in Vegas. I, I know some people are still going, but it's just too risky for me. I uh, feel that you're making the right call. I am at this point still going, but that might still change the next couple Well, you of can days. drive, which reduces right. the risk. So that's the first thing for me. And also I have a sponsor who's giving me a hotel room and I figure that, well, I still am going to have to deal with lifts and Ubers because I'm not going to drive my own car everywhere. Um, and I'm still going to have to deal with finding food. And that obviously is the bigger danger right now. But look, I'm alongside with Theo, boosted. Boosted. And mm-hmm. we've had COVID. So it's like double vaccine or triple vaccine, you know, COVID. You're indestructible. I think we will be okay based on what I'm reading about Omicron. The biggest challenge is that we will probably be, you know, isolating afterwards. We're going to Palm Springs right. after, which we do every year anyway, just the two of us. So at that point, we'll just be chilling out. Um, hopefully everything goes okay. We're going to avoid all the crowds. So we're not going to the show floor unless we have to. We're not, you know, going to any press conferences. We're just going to go to probably the three media things, but Mm -hmm. like double masks, probably wearing gloves, to be honest with you at this point. Honestly, that's the best way to do CES anyway. Like no one, no one leaves Vegas (laughs) not getting ill in the best of times. I know. I will be sad not to go because I'm going to get massive FOMO and uh, I'm going to be all by myself here in rainy old England. So I will be very jealous. And you know, I think uh, I I want people to think I'm justifying. For me, I'm a freelancer. It pays my bills, so I have to really balance the. You know, the sponsorship is free, meaning I have no expenses on lodging. So. And my mm. driving my car, it's a Model 3. It's just like going to cost me nothing in fuel, right? Yeah. So the reality is, do I want to stay home and not write any stories and not get paid and not get COVID? <laughs> or do I want to take a chance and get paid and write some cool stories? And that's the, the, what I'm the challenge. And, and my spouse and I are going, obviously, because they work with me on a lot of the podcast side stuff, producer and video side stuff. So it's a matter of, do we uh, stay and not make money or do we go and make some money and let mitigate the risk? And it's tough, right? Of course, yeah, we still have balance. two days to decide. I think Friday is the last day we can really pull the plug, if anything, at this point. I so, did see OnePlus pulled out today. It's been a, it's been a trickle, yeah. but not necessarily like a domino. It's There's still enough going. I, and maybe if Samsung pulls out, that would change things a little bit, but... 
Well, my sponsor could still pull out. Like, I, I, I mean, I true. don't think they will at this point. They don't have any indication to. But the reality is right now it looks like we're going and we have decided we're going to do some things. Like, mostly I want to get hands-on and first impression on things that I know are not on the show floor because most of yep. my coverage for freelance work will be car stuff. So mm-hmm. a lot of companies I'm dealing with have little parking lot-based suites where I don't have to deal with the public as much. So the public being all of us, because it's not a public event, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but lots of exciting tech. I mean, you, you said that we've had a quiet week, but we've had the Xiaomi 12 series announced. Yeah, we've we're had- going to talk about that. There's a bunch of things. See, this is the thing, the reason I have you on the show is because you pay attention to that. A lot of my colleagues in the US are like, ah, Chinese phones, whatever. But you know me, I love my <laughs> Chinese phones. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, Before we jump into the news, what are your thoughts on what we're going to see at CS? We're obviously not going to see the OnePlus 10 Pro, which was rumored to be there because they canceled whatever event they had. Yes, I think they were going to have it in person for like their private event, but now they're not having it there outside of China. It's a shame though. It's a weird one because we don't, it's the first time we would have seen a a full like OnePlus launch or a Chinese launch, albeit at CES. Normally it's just a concept phone or something. Two years ago, it was that orange concept phone. Were you there for that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right, with the, the cameras that could change their polarization or whatever it was. Never saw that in reality, did we? That never came anywhere. I don't think it made much sense. It was cool, but at the time, I was like, nobody's going to do that. It's like, <laughs> you know, but it was cool as an ND filter. I thought like, oh, look, instant ND filter, kind of a cool idea. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm bummed that we're not going to see whatever it is that we might have seen from OnePlus. But at the same time, Samsung is rumored to launch the fan edition, but I don't think yes. it's at CES. I think it's going to happen no, that think, week, right? I, I've Yeah, in my calendar, I've got it mid-January, like the 11th okay. maybe or something, but I haven't heard for sure. But yeah, the S21 FE. But even that is like only a month behind what will be the S22 series. I know, it doesn't make sense. Do you remember two years ago when we still went to CES when that orange OnePlus concept phone was launched? They also launched at CES the Galaxy S10... Nope. S10 something and Note 10 something. Light? Yes, it was like a Note 10 light. Yeah, weird. No one cared. Yeah, nobody did care. And also the specs (laughs) on that were such a weird mixed bag. I keep forgetting there was a stylus phone launched that, like, we keep forgetting about those light notes. Like, was Mm -hmm. that the only light note we ever got? I think it was. Yeah, I just never read anything about it. I saw it randomly on the show floor and thought, why? I've not, where did that come from? You know how it is, like you and I get to play with all the toys. So we, like we go out in the real world, right? And every now and then we'll go, ooh, a Z Flip, nice, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I've seen one in the wild. I don't know if you've seen any folding phone. I've seen a couple. The, the okay. Z Flip 3 has been the one that finally actual people I know are buying. You know, it's funny. Today, Lance Ulanov, the editor-in-chief of TechRadar US, my boss's boss at TechRadar, wrote a really great story recapping 2021 and he said he hasn't seen a flip phone in the wild yet in the u.s and i believe him because i live in san francisco so my chance of seeing a flip phone in the wild is much higher i mean Mm. and then of course there's all of you all my friends my colleagues my media posse as it were and you guys are all like you know of course you're gonna have this stuff right yeah, but we don't pay for it well most of the time. That's my they point. samples. So here's the thing. Like my question to you is, of all the cool phones that 
are not really popular. Which ones have you actually seen in the wild? Because that's the thing, like that Note 10 Lite, I, I don't think it's an enthusiast phone at all, but it's also so niche, so weird. Like in the US, it, it won't be popular because people buy their phones through carriers and buy them subsidized. That's right. right. And so they buy the flagships. I think the Note 20, I've seen a few of those in the wild. Not the Ultra, of course, the Ultra I've seen many, but the 20 is about as low as it would have gone for a Note. So have you ever seen any phone that were like, oh, look at that. Yeah, one of my friends, my close friends, bought a, a Z Flip 3, uh, and he loves it. And I've seen a couple in the wild. I think maybe one fold. It's mostly in London, obviously, but um, very few and far between. But, I mean, this. I think the, the Z Flip 3 was the first phone that actually maybe makes sense financially because it's a yeah. similar price to the S21 Plus, similar specs, just a more interesting form factor. So the Fold is just still way too expensive for most people. Um, and I, I've had a Fold for a while, the, the, obviously the Fold 3. I love it, but I don't really want to use it every day. And I didn't pay for it. Yeah, I raise you an Apple Fine N here. Uh, as, <laughs> well, I will also raise you an Apple Fine N. <laughs> oh, you have one too? Okay, let's talk about it then, because I didn't yeah. know if you had one. I love it. So before we do, like now I'm lining everything up. CS, mm. what, what else do you expect? So the fan edition, yep. that's more like a post maybe CS thing, although it could, yes. I don't know. We don't, I haven't been briefed on anything. Samsung tends to ignore me. So I don't know. I haven't either, actually. I, I think we'll see obviously lots of TV stuff from both Samsung and LG. In fact, just right. today, about two hours ago, uh, we saw uh, LG's EX, new, new next gen EX OLEDs, a bit brighter, thinner bezels. That's from LG display. Uh, Samsung obviously will have new new uh, QNEDs, QLED, uh, which one ever it is. Uh, they do yeah. both. Uh, but phones, obviously, OnePlus will be hands off now for the 10 series. I think um, TCL has something, but. Yeah, and Hisense. There's a, there's a bunch of TVs. Yeah, but I'm talking about phones. I think in the, okay. it might be it might be like entry level ish. Like I don't think they're gonna give us their good stuff just yet, which is fine. Yeah, I think most phone brands will wait a little bit because I know Red Magic and and there's gonna be a whole ton of these Snapdragon eight Gen one phones coming in the next sort of four or five weeks. So I think a lot of them will probably announce just after CES, or you know, especially if they've changed their Does plans. Does it seem to you? that we're getting these sooner than usual. Yeah. Like last year already it started, right? The Mi 11 came out, like the Xiaomi 12 we're going to talk about. It came out during Christmas to New Year period. Like, you know, kind of like, hey, we're the first, right? This year's Moto was like the Chinese announcement of the Edge X30 or whatever it was. And that was like two weeks ago or something. So I think everybody's trying to like... They're trying to race to the first. And, and Realme's there as well. Realme's yeah. come out of nowhere with, with a, a Gen 1 uh, device. We covered that last week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about and it. And Oppo, there's, there's leaks of the, of the 4. We'll talk about that more in a minute. The uh, find f- uh, 5, probably. Uh, yeah, ex- I think they're going to skip the 4, which would be really will. weird. OnePlus did it. And, you know, I know, it. but it's strange. To, I mean, I get it culturally, but I'm just like, have we always skipped four on all Chinese phones? Because it seems like we haven't. I'm not sure. Anyway, mm. who knows? The point is that you're right. We're going to see a whole volley of the rest of January of Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 phones. What will really matter, though, is which one is going to be the first for the global markets, right? Because right now, everything we're talking about, even if the OnePlus 10 Pro had actually you know, dropped. Yeah. We still don't know. But if we if if that's what they were going to show us at CES, that I don't think would have been the westernized version no. of it. Right? No, agreed. There's no way. It's too early. Like why would they do that? 
I think it could be the Oppo because uh, they're often early February. Uh, but then obviously we've You're got right. Samsung late February. Um, but it could be could be the Oppo. Do you still think we're on a late February track for the S22? We're not going to get it earlier? Maybe. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, yes, you, you're right. Norm- Jeez, I love this. No, I do. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. There's lots of leaks. People are excited about it. I'm not totally convinced on the design where it looks like they've taken the S21 and just removed the glass around the camera housing so you just have the lenses, which are going to scratch really easily. We'll have to see. You know what? Uh, it's going to look like the velvet a lot, which I kind of like. Yes, the LG velvet. You're right. You're right. They've stolen that idea. That was such a good design. Beautiful. Mm. All right. So CS, the usual, right? Basically TVs, washing machines, Some fridges. robots. Yep. Robots, drones, car, lots of car stuff. So I'm still lots of cars. Yeah. So part of the way I'm still going. BMWs get some stuff. Mercedes get some stuff. At least that as far as I know, uh, GM has pulled out fully, and no surprise because they have nothing to show as usual. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say this, but look, I cover EVs and car tech partially for a living. And where is GM? Like, yeah, people are going to say. The Hummer is literally shipped, supposedly, this month. Like, supposedly somebody out there received their Hummer. I bet you, no, I bet you it's like an employee or in-house or some celebrity or something. Like the Rivians, right? Like, there are Rivians in the wild. I finally saw a Rivian in the wild here in the Bay Area. Wow. Wow. But I'm pretty sure it's owned by, like, an employee or a celebrity or something. Mr. Rivian, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did manage to get in touch with them again and and kind of push a little bit and say, hey, when is my review unit coming? Because you guys have already lent one out to Engadget. So, uh, hello. Um, But anyway. Well, you get all the cool stuff. Like, we just don't see that over here. We don't see the F-150 Lightning. We don't see the Hummers. The Lucid. The Lucid. We don't get any of that in the UK. It's really boring. We just have to look at VW ID4s and things. Oh, I know. But here's what you have to do. Audi Q You have to come fly out here when COVID gets better and borrow John Redinger's Lucid and do a video with him. You guys collab. Yeah, I'd love that. I'm talking to Lucid right now. They're they're probably going to lend me a car soon because they're realizing that I reviewed the EQS. All three models, that's actually coming out this week on Tech Radar. The AMG one as well. So 4,000 word review. So, hey. Yeah, both, all three. Like uh, the 450 Plus, which is the two-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive model and then the 580 uh matic which is the all-wheel drive premium model and the amg eqs 53 matic plus those names oh my god but anyway yeah i looked at how much that was it's like 220 grand it's crazy so they, they don't have pricing in the u.s officially yet for the amg model but in the uk they have pricing for the amg and if you convert you know and then remove 20 percent like you have to do and yeah. for tax, VAT, and, and the fact that U.S. pricing is usually a bit less, it's about, I think it's going to look at about 100, 150,000 U.S., give or take, base model. Which, it's an AMG, it's an S-Class, and it's an EV. Of course. Like, I yeah. don't think, people who are comparing that with a Plaid are, are idiots. Like, you cannot compare the two cars in the sense There's no that, luxury to a Plaid in that regard. The, yeah, the Plaid is more of a straight-line performance vehicle with all the advantages of Tesla, which is you know, the supercharger network and the technology. And, and But the Mercedes has a surprising amount of really usable, intuitive technology as well, which is really interesting how they're doing it. And my review obviously focuses on that. I'm going to read your review as soon as you post it. I'm excited to see what you think. I'm stoked because it's such a, it was such an epic, it took me a month to write it. There was so much little detail. I'm like, oh my God, I found another feature. Like, you know, <laughs> I love and that. I only had, 
the 450 plus for a week, but then I spend an afternoon with both the AMG and the, uh, the all-wheel drive luxury one. I mean, they're all luxury cars, but the, the super high-end trim. Um, it's an incredible car for the size. You know, it's it drives incredibly well for the size. That's mm. the thing that blew my mind. Better brakes on the AMG than the Plaid, for sure. That's the big thing on the Plaid, I think, that's lacking. But performance-wise, it's no Plaid. I mean, very little is, really. <laughs> You nothing know, is well yeah nothing yeah, is except for maybe yeah. the what is it called the uh rimac 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 yes yeah yes that's i think true. i don't know how you pronounce that but i think you say rimac for the name of the car and then you say rimac for the name of the guy i believe there's oh, a different oh. pronunciation interesting i learned something new on this podcast every time i interviewed him when i was in croatia a few years ago it's on my youtube channel that was just before they announced the current car like they were working on it. Anyway, we're totally digressing. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's fine. But I just want to point out to you that you said we, you guys don't get cool cars, but like you got the Ionic 5 before we did quite a bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I had played with it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. My editor, John, reviewed it on Tech Radar. He's based in the UK before I got to drive it and I drove it two weeks ago and it's a great car for the money. Yeah, I drove the ID four. It's all right. I mean, I think we're spoiled, you and I, because we have Model Threes. Like it's yes, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I like, like the Ionic Five. It and there's a lot of nice features, including I was going to say the the cameras come on when you turn the indicator on. But now V11 yeah, nice. of the Tesla that they've added it to it. So my Model Three has those uh, blind spot cameras now when I indicate, which is pretty cool. But you know, the Ionic Five was really nice for the money as well. No, it's. I love the car, the looks of the car. As somebody who grew up in the 70s and 80s, it really fits my kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, the retro pixel. You know, the, the Lancia Delta Integrale Audi Quattro Coupe kind of vibe. Very cool. I, I'm a bit disappointed with the interior. I think it's perfect for the zeitgeist, for where we live now, for the kind of practicality people are looking for. But to me, it's a very boring, non-pilot-oriented, yeah. you know. I like the Kia a lot better, the EV6, right? I think... Mm-hmm. I think most people do. I haven't played with it yet. It's again, we're here's another car you're getting before us. Like so, you know, and you're getting you're gonna be getting the the you're getting some cars we're not gonna get at all. You have the EQC SUV from from Mercedes. That's a, an electric SUV you've had for a while. We mm-hmm. we're not even getting that at all. It's not coming until the next generation. So there's a few cars we're not getting, and then you know, uh like Honda E, right? Cool looking, cute little yeah, runabout. Mm-hmm. And we don't get that. But I'm currently driving the Mini Cooper SE, which is, I think, called Mini Cooper Electric for you guys. Although yeah. for us, it's an S model. So it's actually a Cooper S performance-wise. So it's a little higher, you know, zingier. But it's fantastic. The range is crap. It's 100 miles. But once you get over <laughs> that, right? Once you get over the fact that it's just a city car, oh my God, it's fast and it drives like a dream. And, you know, I don't know. It's It's got that mini character distilled into an EV. It's just fantastic. So I'm reviewing that right now. That's my Christmas to New Year's press loan. (laughs) Not a bad way to to spend a week, right? No, not at all. it's been pouring rain the whole week. So I managed to find a little bit of sun the other day to take my photos. But anyway, so lots of cars at CES. I don't know, Hyundai, Kia, I'm going to check it out to see what they're doing. But for me, the focus is going to be BMW and Mercedes because I know for sure they're announcing things that are going to be interesting. And then 
I was going to do OnePlus, but mm, I'm actually kind of limiting what I'm doing. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to hunt for things. Like, forget it. That's yeah. not even remotely happening. Have fun. Network as well. Like, you, you know, know, because I just... kill yourself. Plus, I have to write these stories as they happen. I can't just, you know, be on the, like, all over the place all day. And then it's, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I got three stories to write now. No, that's not going to happen. And stay up <laughs> till four in the morning. Remember back in the day, I don't know if you've ever done that with your video work, but like the, oh yeah, I've been out and about all day. And then now it's like, I've, I'm going to get up till six in the morning because I Absolutely. got Absolutely. It's do. horrible. Editing it's takes terrible. such a long time as well. Like I, I wish I could just do words sometimes, but I, could, I have to write my scripts and then I have to I know, edit right. and, and shoot the A-roll. Well, you know about this. It's, it's such a so, time intensive. And I just want to go out and have a beer at the end of the day exactly with the friends so i think it's kind of going to be nice in a way that we're like okay we're going to spend a lot of our time in the hotel room and just work and you know get room service perfect that sounds nice that's <laughs> not nice. a bad it's not a bad deal all right so cars tvs fridges washing machines and very few phones i, I really don't know of any phones actually honestly other than the potential galaxy s21 fan edition coming out sometime in that first couple of weeks, but that's not necessarily CS related. The OnePlus 10 Pro was supposed to, rumored supposed to come out at CS, but I think it's we're still going to get all the info if it does. It's just not going to mm -hmm. be something we can put our hands well, on. They already leaked the specs of the OnePlus. They didn't show it. Oh yeah, it. right. I mean, it's coming for sure. Yeah, uh, but my question to you is, because I, I know we're going to talk a lot about phones and also folding phones and more interesting designs, but... Looking at the Xiaomi 12 series, the Realme, the OnePlus specs, the headline is Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. Right. And then maybe the IMX 707 from Sony. There's like, I'm really struggling to see much of an upgrade this year. Obviously, we've not had hands-on. We've not tested cameras. We, we, we were both in Hawaii with Qualcomm looking at the reference devices for Snapdragon. But you can't get an indication of like what that really means. So it's I'm looking at these specs, and it's just you know 120 hertz, LTPO, AMOLED, 4,500 million power batteries, uh, except for LPDDR5 RAM um, and the new chip. We'll have to see what that can do for the camera. But that's why I think people are really going to be looking at maybe different designs and, and why companies are putting more emphasis on the different form factors because I'm not seeing it. What do you think? But I'm not seeing anything massively exciting so far. I love this thing. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about because it. Because I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Like these seem very evolutionary, these Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 flagships. For the folks on Patreon, I'm going to take a second to remind folks that, yes, you can watch this podcast instead of listen to it because we do a special edition on Patreon and we're both holding our Oppo fine ends right now. Uh, you have a much nicer background than me. I just went with the default because <laughs> I'm lazy. But at the same time, I love this phone. I love it so much. I, I mean, you have to understand, I've always been more of a flip fan than a fold fan on the Samsung side. And yet for this one, I finally feel, yeah, this is kind of the right thing for me. I can finally use this bigger real estate for some reason, because it doesn't try to entice me to multitask too much. I just get more real estate, you Which know? Which no one really wants to do on a phone. I know it no. sounds great, but unless you have a Note 20 Ultra uh, with the pen and you really, really want to, uh, multitasking and split screen apps beyond occasionally doing that, I just want the nicest experience and this is something i when i reviewed the fold 3 like i love this thing but the front screen is too uncomfortable like it's too too tall and the tablet screen is too big so like you know when you're out and about you need to get an uber you're answering an email someone's calling you when you're like in the middle of a tough day and you just need it to work and 
in those sort of hard situations, like I find the front screen just a bit frustrating, the, the big screen a bit frustrating because I can't hold something else while I'm using it. I just want to go back to a regular phone. And this is the perfect size, isn't it? This is the perfect size. And, and the front screen is just the cutest thing. And it's nice. And it fits in your pocket. It's, look at it. It's like you can actually use this thing. I can reach all four corners with my hand. And it's about the size of an iPhone 13 mini, right? The front. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thin bezel. A lot of people, that's perfect. So I, I love the form factor. That's the biggest thing takeaway for me. The build quality, the material, the premiumness of it is beautiful. Remarkable. And the crease, the crease. And what, a, what, a, what an upgrade over the, the fold. So little crease. Oh, look there. I got a nice, good background there. Ooh. Oh, there you Look go. Nice. Oh, I see. I got the magazine screensaver turned on. That's why. Oh, look, it goes <laughs> to the front when you close it. That's my other favorite thing is that that little thing where you, you're in an app, you close the phone and you can immediately resume from the front. It doesn't assume you're going to put it in your pocket. So it gives you that option to slide up to bring up the app to the front screen. Brilliant. Absolutely genius. Because I do this all the time. You know, as you said, you're like waiting in line at the coffee shop. You've got it open. You're like browsing Instagram in gorgeous full screen, like awesomeness. And then, oh, you need to interact with the barista. Close the thing. You continue in the front. Now you can grab your coffee and say, thank you, barista, for the great delicious drink you made and not look like a complete idiot. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. It's all about the pleasing the barista. You got to please your barista. Oh. Yeah, especially if you're a regular, because then otherwise they'll spit in your coffee. Exactly. Piss in it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is degenerating. But it's okay. That's what the podcast is about. We're crass sometimes. What else I like about it? I think it's got all the specs. It's got the minimum I need for everything. It's got wireless yep. charging. It's got you know a pretty decent fast charging experience 33 watt it's got it's got oh, tons of ram and storage triple eight's good yeah camera is pretty i mean camera is essentially if you look at this camera system it is other than the ultra wide the fine x3 pro camera system you just yeah. don't get that 50 megapixel second sony mx760 god i love that 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 sensor is so good on every phone you reviewed the nord 2 right the Nord yeah. 2 has that sensor, and a lot of people were blown away, like, my God, this is better than OnePlus 9. I'm like, yeah, because the 9 doesn't have OIS, and the Nord 2 does. I mean, Crazy. 9 Pro, obviously, is a different thing. But the 9 is so disappointing compared to the Nord 2, and I feel like this camera system... I also have right now the Oppo uh, Reno 6 Pro, the Snapdragon mm. 870 version, because there's multiple versions of that phone. And it's exactly the same camera system down to the T, like exactly the same specs. So like 16 megapixel ultra wide, the 50 megapixel main with OIS. And then it's got that 13 or 12 megapixel 2X, useless 2X telephoto. It's not <laughs> bad, but I don't understand why even on the Find X3 Pro, they didn't put at least a 3X because with that 50 megapixel sensor, you can zoom in 2X, no problem, right? It looks yeah. fine. Anyway, so yeah. why? Why put a non-stabilized as well? It's like it's stabilized electronically, but it hasn't it doesn't actually have OIS on the 2X telephoto. So you get a lesser sensor, le less low light performance because the f-stop. Like I don't understand it. And I think half the time when you shoot in low light, it doesn't even select the telephoto if you go 2X. Right. Like a lot of phones, right? Yeah, absolutely. Although that's one area I found the, the Pixel did quite well. That that super res zoom was was very impressive. Yeah, of course. Xiaomi also has that thing where they do the super res. They have their own version of it on the high-end phones, and it's really good. I just feel like it's like almost a token telephoto. It's like, ah, oh, we're not going to put a, a sticker cam, like I call them, like the two megapixel useless cams. Two megapixel depth, two macro. I know. Just, 
Anyway, camera system solid. Front cameras are okay. I don't know. I've just used them for video calls. I just love that thing. Battery life's okay too. Like I'm surprised a lot of people are like, oh, you know, 4,500 milliamp hour, that big screen, that's going to be rough. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't had any issues. Have you had any issues with no, it? No, it's, it's fine. I mean, coming from my iPhone 13 Pro Max, everything sucks. Well. <laughs> For battery life. Of course. Um, well, yeah. But in the real world with other phones, no, I've, I, it's, been, it's been fine. I mean, I'm rocking a Pixel 6 Pro as my main and... Honestly, my Pixel 6 Pro isn't a champion either, but they're both full-day phones, no problem. Like I don't. Yeah, it's the first time with the iPhone I've been looking at it. I'm like, I actually don't need this much battery. It's the first time I've ever said it. I always end up with like 45% <laughs> left by 11 p.m. I, it, if it was 20% lower than that, I would be okay, but you can't win with those tech reviewers. I just want to let people know who are listening that Tom just keeps flaunting us all the phones in our faces on the video right now. That's why you have to subscribe to Miriam's Patreon. That's right. Like patreon.com slash tankerl. It's patreon.com slash tnkgrl. Just, just, just pay attention, folks. You'll love it. Anyway, yeah, the <laughs> Oppo Find N, I am so happy with it. And, you know, of course, here in the US, we don't get 5G support on it. We, we just doesn't have the bands. But I'm running it on LTE on Google Fi right now, and it's just fine. Uh, that's obviously T-Mobile, right? We all know mm. that. Just happened to have my Google Fi SIM lying around. My main SIM is a T-Mobile SIM in my 6 Pro. I didn't want to take it out of my Pixel, but... It's been a solid phone, and I think I'm going to use it at CS uh, yeah, as a workhorse yeah. and see. That's going to be the true test, right? I mean, I yeah. got to take a, like, of course, the Pixel 6 Pro is coming with me for the photos. My Galaxy S21 Ultra is coming me, with me for also the photos of cars, because the ultra-wide is not wide enough on the Pixel 6 Pro, believe it or not. So I carry just in my bag an S21 Ultra just for the better ultra-wide and for the occasional times I need to telephoto up to, like, some ridiculous amount. Mm -hmm. although i have to say the pixel 6 pro does a very good job up to 10 or 12x no problem with that yeah, super res zoom it does right very well so it's a tough call so really i'm carrying a galaxy s21 ultra for the ultra wide hello the video is a little better as well i think on the S21. well i also have an iphone so you see oh well that's video <laughs> i'm then. also carrying that around yeah I don't have the latest, I have an 11, but the 11 is my, my video workhorse. That's all I do with it, mostly. I'll test iPhone-y things, right? If new features or whatever. I've got it in my bag as well. So my bag always has an S21 Ultra and an iPhone, just because I need to, you know? And then my pockets are going to have the Oppo Fine N and the uh, Pixel 6 Pro, and I'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. It was quite funny. When we went to Qualcomm in Hawaii, I had three phones with me. Uh, this S21 Ultra, the iPhone 13, and the Pixel 6 Pro. And I realized <laughs> because I have the UK version of the Galaxy, it's the Exynos version. So I have three phones and none of them oh, are running a, a Snapdragon chip. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh my God, yeah. I had a couple of MediaTek phones with me on that trip and I was like, oops. <laughs> I can't remember. It's what fine, they, we won't tell them. They were like mid-rangers that I happened to just receive just before that. I think one of them was running a MediaTek Dimensity 1200. I want to say it was a Realme. Yeah, wait. Uh, the Realme yes, GT right. Neo. Yes, yes, I think that's two right. or something like that. Yeah, I had that GT Neo two. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're basically, like, I love this phone. I think it's a great phone. If you live, especially in places where you can get uh, import it and it'll work on five G, like the UK or Europe or Asia, 
you know, of course, China is a Chinese phone, right? So, but um, you should be very happy with it. Uh, re- just be mindful of the fact that you're going to have to jump a few hoops to get all your Google stuff set up. Like That's it's right. there, it works, but it's not like you, you know, it's not part of the onboarding. So you're going to have to like onboard and then probably restore from another phone or like manually by copying, like, you know what I mean by that, plugging a cable in. It's not going to be a cloud restore from your Google stuff. So be aware of that. You might want to do a backup using Oppo's downloadable phone clone app, you know, install that on your Pixel or your Galaxy, clone the phone that way. And I think it'll get you all the content over. It works really well for me. I got all my, everything, including my app data. Like I was still logged in Facebook and stuff. It was really really good. Yeah. Now, Miriam, you did mention that you still prefer flipping foldables. Uh, So obviously we've got the P50 Pocket coming. Let's talk about those things. What do you think about it? So we talked about the P50 Pocket when it was rumored a couple of weeks back. And I think at this point, it's official, right? Like it's yeah. it's been announced. We have specs and everything. They've got some fancy videos of it as well. They've, they've shown off. It looks nice. It so looks what's nice. your takeaway? This looks like a, a bigger Z Flip, right? Yes. Essentially. And fancier. Like Much the, fancier. Bedazzled. Like, yes. you know, very Chinese phone here. That's a great way of, yeah, bedazzled. Yeah, yeah. It's really shiny and fancy. It's for the the upper class businessman or the lady <laughs> to put it in their clutch purse. Um, I think it looks cool. I think the two round cutouts, one for the camera, one for the front screen, you know, circular screens are ne- not, not necessarily the, the best in the world, um, but it's no. something different. I tell you what, I just miss Huawei. I, I think me too. There's a lot of controversy. Uh, they make life difficult with some of the choices they make, but then it, you know the US and the China both and China both have their problems. But I just miss the innovation, the tech, the the guy, the engineers and the scientists over there coming up with some interesting stuff. Top end cameras, unique designs like you know the the Mate X or the just the camera systems, the low light. They basically invented good low light photography on cameras with the P exactly P30 P20. I don't know, this is a 40 megapixel main sensor and I'm wondering if it's an RYYB sensor because most 40 megapixels, that, at least the ones that, that Huawei, Huawei has been using mm. have been the Sony RYYB bespoke sensor that Sony's, well, the, several of them, there's been two of them. So I'm wondering if that's what it is. I don't know. Nobody seems to be specifying. I hope it is because that would give you a pretty solid main camera. It doesn't have OIS on it though. And it's interesting because they did that with the Mate 40 as well. You had to get the Mate 40 Pro Plus to get OIS on the main sensor. Like, they're... It seems weird. it's a weird choice, then. Well, I talked to them about that in the day when the when the Mate 40 came out. They sent me the Pro, and I was like, yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, it doesn't have OIS on the main sensor. What are, you, are you nuts? And they're like, well, that's on the Pro Plus. And I'm like, yeah, but on the P40, you have it on the regular Pro, and, and you go right. on the main Pro. And like, hello, like, this is, this is like one of your core competencies. They're like, yeah, you know, it's not our main camera centric phone it's a business centric video centric phone and i'm like you're just you're just trying to save money i guess and i think that's what's happening here and honestly the stabilization algorithm is very solid i can't complain it's not too bad but you notice it in low light right because it has to just hang on longer yeah yeah unless you use night mode but then again night mode on the ryyb sensors is like okay let's pretend we're in the middle of daylight at three in the morning it's it so looks artificial a bit weird. Yeah, yeah you're right but we're not getting the p50 are we the pocket it's china only 
Is that no, right? this is China only, yeah. absolutely. A 6.9-inch uh, screen, which is really big, folding in half. It's got that weird resolution we see on a lot of the Huawei phone, 1188 by mm. 2790. It has a Snapdragon 888 4G because they're not allowed to have the 5G version. Interestingly, that they still have a Snapdragon in there. Mm. That's so funny to me because they must have to go into it, disable it. Uh, you know, just for because you can't buy it without the 5G. It's built in, isn't it? It's the SOC, so they must have to like disable it. It's so strange. It's probably in firmware. I, I'm actually wondering if Qualcomm's not binning a version for them. That Interesting. They, they disable mm. in, like they burn the the modem part out. Like they they just disconnect. maybe they'll have to to physically export it. They might not. Be I able would to. be surprised if the US forced them to do that. Like yeah. hardware change it. I, I don't know what's going on there. But the other thing that's interesting, it's got a spectral camera, a 32 megapixel um, camera that looks like it sees infrared in part. So it gives you that, it's going to give you some really, remember that camera on the OnePlus yes, 8 Pro? Yes, saw through clothes. It's the same deal as that. Yeah, well, it could see plastic underneath certain materials. Yeah. yeah, so I expect very soon they'll disable it when people complain that <laughs> they can see through clothing. <laughs> But it's it's the same deal, and based on the f-stop and the size of the sensor, this should be actually very interesting. But yeah, you know, it doesn't have a telephoto. It's just got main, ultra-wide, and that weird spectral camera. But then the, Z, the Galaxy Z Flip 3 camera is not the best out there either. No. I think people don't care. <laughs> we do, but I the mean, average person... I mean, honestly, it's, it's good enough. It's like, you know, yeah. the S20 Fan Edition, which is soon to be replaced by the S21 Fan Edition. For the money, that phone's camera system was a proven camera system. It was a double yeah. 12 sensor and then an 8 for the telephoto. Like, honestly, you don't need better than that. And I, I've took some phenomenal photos of that because it's like the it's like the Pixel 5a. It's so well-tuned by this point. These sensors are so old and so legacy and the software for them is so solid. And then you throw more horsepower and compute power at them. And of course, they do really well. It's not as good as an iPhone 13 or a Pixel 6 Pro or S21 Ultra or whatever is coming next. Of course not. But like you're not going to notice if you just came from, say you came no. from an iPhone, you know, 11, right? Oh, sure. And you yeah. bought the Z Flip. Like, no, nah, that's probably a bad comparison. Nobody goes from iOS to Android. Like, no way. If you went from an S8 or something, or yeah. There you go. You came from an S9. Let's be generous. And you just want a Z Flip. It's just going to be great. You're just going to love it. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel. I don't Agreed. know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. No, no, no. I think you're absolutely right. So this P50 Pocket is official. We got some specs, 4,000 milliamp hour battery. It's got fast charging. It doesn't have wireless charging. Uh, 40 watt fast charging. Uh, let's see. I don't know. It looks interesting. I love the design. I think it's, you know, may maybe a little too bling for me, but I kind of love yes. that the Chinese phones just don't, don't, hold, don't hold back. They're like, oh, you want the blingiest of the bling? Here we go. It's a little tacky, but for some people, it stands out. It's not a black rectangle. So, I think this yeah. is going to be super popular in the Middle East, in Saudi yes. Arabia, and the yes. Emirates, and until the sand gets in it, and then it'll be the end. Because <laughs> that's the downside of the Oppo N, isn't it? There's no water resistance here, whereas we do get IPX8 on the fold. Well, they say it's somewhat water splash resistant. I wouldn't dunk it's it. It's like the old OnePlus phones where they can't do a proper IP rating, but it basically is. Would you is. dunk your Z Fold or your Z Flip? I don't think I no. would either. Even no. though it's officially like... I I think that that's pushing it. I even feel bad sometimes about dunking like standard, you know, bar phones like the ones like the Pixel Six Pro and the iPhone Thirteen because I'm like, I'm like, 
do I really want to bother? Like it, it has so many lives, like, you know, nine no, lives agree. or whatever. Like I was, I was working out this morning and I, my arms get quite sweaty. So I, for the, I bought a series seven a couple of weeks ago. So I just ran the series seven under the tap to clean it. Yeah. I was like, this isn't right. That makes perfect sense. But I'm like, I, I should be fine for that now because it's got the radio. Yeah, I mean, if you go in the in the ocean with salt water, you should probably rinse your Apple Watch when you get home. You know, like, but those diff- wearables are a little different. I trust them a little more with the water resistance. Same. I feel like the phones, though. Mm. But anyway, this is really cool. And you know, speaking of, as you said, there's like all kinds of more interesting folding phone news. Uh, the the Magic V, the Honor Magic V that was teased last week in a photo is now, well, it's like in a very promotional, like kind of half open. Now there's a video, probably that, that photo was a screenshot from that video last week. It still doesn't tell you anything. No, um, but it does look like a Z Fold competitor. Like it looks to me like they took the, the old Huawei Mate, uh, Mate X. X2 design. Not the yeah. foldy outside, but the foldy inside design, and made that into, uh, you know, inherited some of that technology when they split apart, and they're making a phone. And like, the question will be: Is it coming anywhere else? Interesting. Well, like the Honor cam- comes to the UK. The, the Honor Fifty. That's what I'm here. saying. Like, will you guys get it? Yeah, I yeah. think. Well, I don't, I can't say for sure on the Magic Five, but the the Honor Fifty did, um, and their whole thing is that they have the Play Store. I just know that they won't be giving one to. To Mr. Who's the Boss, because uh, he'll make a video about how they're exactly the how same it's as the same as the X. Yeah. Well, he does have a point. Like I'm, oh, l- sure. I, I have the Honor 50, and and you know, and and I'm not here to offend and upset Honor, but I have asked them the question up front because I'm like, like it seems to me like Realme, Oppo, and OnePlus love to make variations of the same phones, but they're cosmetically different. You look at the specs, so they're very close to be identical. Examples are the OnePlus Nord 2 and what was the, one of the master's edition Realme Yeah, ha- yes, had the right. same exact specs, but they were physically different. And, and my point is, I would have expected if there was some kind of inheritance of technology to have them slightly cosmetically different. But you saw his video about the Nova 9 Oh, it's copy and paste everything from the buds to the phones. It's insane. Yeah. Like, and and you even look at the software. Like, I have the Honor Fifty, and I when I set it up, I was like, my God, it feels like this feels like Harmony OS with GMS, and and I and I hate to say that, like, I don't want to be that person that perpetrates like conspiracy theories and BS. That's not what I'm into. But at the same time, how can we not ask that question? But what, just, the, it, the only reason you're saying. It's you know conspiracy theory theorism and, and things. It's because they don't acknowledge it. They they have they just sort of cover their eyes and like no, it's not. Like if yeah, they embra- like, la, 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 la. yeah, <laughs> if they embraced it, like yeah, we're using the fantastic hardware. Like oh, like OnePlus clearly uh, comes from Oppo, and they like to you know subtly differentiate themselves. But you know it was always going to be a sub brand. It was always going to be for the youth and the younger audience. Yes, it's, it's they're just copy and pasting designs, but like. Why the hell not? Why, why are they so afraid to acknowledge it? It's very strange. And, you know, thanks for pointing out that it's called Honor Magic 5. I didn't even think of that. It's V. I saw a V and I'm like, you know, it's a letter because everybody's doing some kind of letter right now. Or also, it's, But it, no, you're you know, right. It it's folds. probably 5. Yeah, that's yeah. V5, whatever. I mean, f- but I think 5 sounds much nicer. I missed the first four Honor Magics, obviously. but <laughs> Clearly. Well, they skipped four, obviously. Yeah, that's right. And then they had Magic 3. They had Magic 3. Oh, they did, did they? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, oh, okay. I was, I was, mess- I missed that. And you remember the Magic's always are kind of more experimental phones. Mm. So, oh, I completely mm. forgot about that. You good point. Mm. 
Anyway, we don't know anything much about it, but I have a feeling that I wouldn't be surprised that if it's very similar to, you know, a Mate X2, yeah. and that's okay. We'll know more in a couple of weeks. I just want Honor to be a little bit more, you know, like... Transparent. Yeah, sure. So what? Kind of. If they said, yeah, so what? Like, we'd be like, okay, well, I guess yeah. we can't argue with that. It's like the Huawei phone you can buy in the UK or the US. Like, what's the deal? Perfect. Great. Awesome. I'm happy because the Honor 50 was great phone. And the 60 is weird because it looks exactly like the 50, but has slightly different specs. I don't understand that marketing, uh, but yeah. hey, it's okay. So the other news is that we have another Moto Razor coming, supposedly finally like a third gen Razor. Uh, if you're keeping track, there was a 4G Razor, then a 5G Razor, and the 5G Razor solved a lot of the issues of the 4G Razor, including adding a much better OIS equipped camera. Although it's Moto, so like, you know, when you hear Moto and camera in the same sentence, immediately downgrade the <sighs> performance to half of what the rest of the world is doing. That's right. I hate to say this, Moto, but you know how I feel. I've had that conversation with you folks. So hopefully this thing can compete with the Z Flip in some way. I hope. I hope that Moto is finally It's not something we get or, or we see much of in the UK, unfortunately. Um, it's a definitely a, a very US-centric product and brand currently we get lots of the the budget moto phones but the razor specifically it's 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 just either not very popular or we just don't see it very much here i mean i think i've seen more razor i have one i have the 5g and and i've seen more razors in the wild in the hands of mr mobile (laughs) (laughs) he's the only one who spent any good time with it yeah i mean i honestly I don't think I've seen one in the wild. Well, I think, as you said, you have a friend with a Z Flip 3. I've seen the Z Flip in the wild, at least the original. Um, it's interesting. I, I want, I, I, I want Moto. Like, I love Moto, and I want them to continue doing great stuff. But they're little, it seems they're a little misguided, even though financially, apparently, they did pretty well this year. Um, I just want them to, like, give us some competitive products that are beyond the mid-range and low-end where they're pretty strong, you know? Yeah. And then this Microsoft Surface Trio, mm. like threefold. Like, so I finally got my hands on the Duo. I was going to say, yeah, all the success they've had with that. At Qualcomm. <laughs> you know, uh, I finally got to play with it there briefly. It, it was, uh, you know, it was interesting, but I was just like, no. Like, I, I It's very nice, but no. <laughs> no, right? Exactly. I don't know how to explain this to my audience other than don't bother. Please, please just, just stay away. It's, it's interesting like a concept phone is interesting. And, and it's definitely more than a concept in the sense that it works and everything is there. Although there were some issues in the early days, I think they've been fixed with, uh, you know, touch response and the camera performance is a little better now. But yeah, I was just like... It feels like an enterprise phone. I don't know what that that means. Yeah, but. what does that mean? Like, you know, <laughs> would you carry that in addition to your iPhone then? Is that the... I don't, I don't know. Like, I, don't I mean, maybe if you can have Teams on one side and, and you're an office... Why not buy a Z Fold 3 then? Because the F- Surface Duo 2 will be like a quarter of the price in three months. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. But if you're an enterprise customer, you don't pay those that's, prices. That's you very pay, true. You get the... Fort Knox, I don't know, they don't call it Fort, but the Knox on Samsung, you know, security features for your enterprise. <laughs> but the Surface Duo, like the price, they just slashed the price after like six, eight months, didn't they? So, because uh, no one bought it. So this is a patent, folks. Don't don't read into it too That's much. That's also but true. We could see a Surface with three panels, and all I have to say is I'm scratching my head, going, "What the f?" I mean, I love it. Eh. Keep, 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 keep innovating. And keep trying. Keep trying. You know, I mean, there was rumors yeah. of a Samsung phone with three f- 
like the same thing that folds in two spots with three panels. I mean, that's been going on. Didn't, didn't TCL show us one a while back? I think you're right. Was it CS two years ago? The green thing? It looked like the green oh goblin. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, well, and also like that? Asus are doing lots of that sort of dual screen things with laptops and they had the, the rumor of the sort of, or the concept of the three screen laptop and the Surface, uh, not the Duo. What was the other one? The, the laptop one. The Surface Neo? Neo, which they canceled. It was, yeah. Neo, it was Neo, right? Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. All right. But I love the innovation and who knows what that the engineering will trickle down to. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, a bunch of folding phone news, rumors, teasers. I mean, it's nothing solid. Like the, the, the Magic V is the Magic 5 is the most solid one. The Razer and Surface are really, I just put them in there because I was like, we need some news items. And really, normally I'd be like, whatever, this is not worth my time because we have some real news to talk about. But uh, talking of real news, we do have the Xiaomi Mi 12. And you mentioned it. There's really nothing too much to talk about here. Well, it's it not is, the Mi anymore. They've, they've dropped the Mi, haven't they? Oh, that's right. You're right. It's the Xiaomi 12. Thanks for reminding me. I keep forgetting that. So, so just the Xiaomi 12, you know, the success to the Mi 11 last year. And yes. it is exactly what we expected actually i'm surprised they didn't put a 108 megapixel sen- sensor in there it's a 50 yes because they, they did with the 11 ultra it's triple 50 though i like that idea it's right? hard to say it's so hard to gauge because a lot of people loved the 11 series cameras a lot of people hated it it was a like real them. like love or hate kind of thing and it's just so hard to tell from until you play with it to see what their processing is to see what the snapdragon 8 gen 1 can do see if the new uh, 707 IMX from Sony makes any difference. Uh, I, I can't wait to, to try it, but didn't we, uh, are we expecting to see an ultra version as well at some point? I'm sure, but later, you know, they always do this. The, the, the old 11 ultra came out, like, I think three months after the 11 pro, which by the way, I never got to see the pro. I got to play with the 11. The 11 light was amazing for the money. It was so light. I know I got sent the 11, the 11 T, the light, but I never got given Oh, the, the 11 T, the Xiaomi 11 T with 120 watt charging. I reviewed that yeah. for Geekspin. Yeah. That was nice. Anyway, but here we have three. We have the Xiaomi 12, Xiaomi 12 X and Xiaomi 12 Pro. I'm going to focus on the 12 Pro because it's interesting. Well, one of them is not worth talking about. I think the 12X is kind of mad. But the, the 12 Pro is, the cameras are interesting. I don't know if this is a Samsung sensor or a Sony sensor, that 50 megapixel triple sensor. There's no pixel size here. They might be slightly different 50 megapixel sensors. Remember, I have a Moto G Power 2022 version that came out mm. a month ago that was lent to me to review. It's a Helio G37, a $200 US phone, 4G, Fun. very basic. It's got a 50 megapixel main camera that is absolute utter crap. Like it is so bad. <laughs> it is worse than the 12, 13, 16s that they had on previous phones or 48s that they had on previous phones at that price point. I don't really think Xiaomi would do this on this model, but there are some really bad, really entry level 50 megapixel sensors out there now from right. probably Omnivision or something that are just designed for the budget phones. That now when you read 50, for a while you read 15, it was, it was Sony IMX 766, right? Like every time. And now it's like, oh, could be something Do you remember else. when we had the, on the HTC M8, we had the ultra pixels and we had like four ultra pixels, they mm-hmm. called it. Mm-hmm. And it was like the fight against megapixels. It doesn't matter I know. how many you have. Yeah. And everyone was like, we've been saying this for years. Of course it doesn't matter. But now we've sort of forgotten that because it was a, didn't work very well. And now we're back up to 108s 
um and 50s triple 50s i mean we've been now we didn't have binning back then now well, like true, you never get sampling. 50 megapixel out of this you're gonna get 12.5 right so right that's a great point yeah and that gives you a bit of zoom. so the question i have is is this a gn1 from samsung which is a phenomenal sensor or is this a 766 from sony also a great sensor we don't hopefully know. the gn1 no I'm thinking the main is going to be a Gen 1 because generally, lately, Xiaomi has been doing Samsung sensors for their big main sensors. Uh, so this might be the same sensor that was in the Xiaomi Mi 11 Ultra and in the Vivo X70 Pro and Pro Plus, which is a phenomenal sensor. Great camera, yeah. Great camera. So it's, it's got all, this, all the trimmings. But here again, we have a 50 megapixel 2X telephoto. Why 2X and why no OIS, right? It's the same as the Oppo Find and and so many of those, particularly BBK group phones that have those, oh, token portrait camera 2X, you know, <laughs> woo, but why? So look, I, I prefer that. Although it, it says telephoto, but I wouldn't be surprised if this might be a macro because in the past, you know, they've had that telemacro mm. on the Xiaomi 11, mm-hmm. Mi 11, sorry, back then. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I don't know. This looks good though. I mean, but you, as you said earlier, it's like very evolutionary. And the camera pod design is not as like interesting as it was with the Xiaomi Mi 11. No, last. it looks very clean, but it's not really exciting although I, obviously they've got some fancy colors my my wife sarah as i was posting on instagram about it said oh there's a, there's a purple one like a lavender one as, and and at this at this stage you know what else is there to differentiate phones you know but then here we are two or three years into these excellent flagships from these various chinese makers android side of things and i look at the selfie camera specs and it tops out at 1080p like i know I apple's know. been doing 4k on iphone se even for two years but then now the the selfie camera on the iphone 13 is probably the the one area where the camera falls down a little bit in terms of photography for sure that's not really been but improved. why can't we get 4k on these front cameras when there's 32 megapixels to pick from i don't know but you know the s21 the s20 could do it we've had it for a couple of years as you say but some phones just don't seem to be able to maybe they have to pay extra to unlock that on the isp or the, or the i don't know weird though maybe it's like you know like they want to do with cars subscription based everything so so it's going to be like qualcomm's like you want this feature you pay a dollar more yeah if you want 8k hdr 30 fps then pay 12.99 a month (laughs) oh my god i don't know this thing looks okay it does look okay but it's not really exciting me though you know no and related to that we've got rumors is it rumors i think it's rumors renders have leaked of the oppo find x yeah. Four, but it's probably going to be called X5 because superstition in China, I get it. But it's interesting because it's kind of like, I don't know, what do you think of that weird camera bump? I'll put a link in the show. Yeah, notes. did you see that? It looks like the three and they just sort of made it slanty. Like Cut a mel- corner off. They melted it even more. <laughs> it feels kind of lazy if that is what it's going to be. Uh, Again, not- very evolutionary. I'm very. like, where is everyone this year? I mean, I, I suppose... I liked it. I liked the 3. I, I th- rocked the 3 as my main phone, even though I don't have 5G support in the US for three months because I loved it so much. But I feel like I'm not slamming it. I think it's going to be a solid phone, but like it does seem just like a, a notch forward, yeah. but nothing too exciting, really. And, and, that's, and Oppo need to do something because no one cares. It's such a... Sh- they just... Did for my videos, my content at least, that far fewer people watch or care about these Oppo flagship launches. I know that the mid-range and the Renos are quite popular because they're 
reasonably more affordable. But India as well, you get well, India. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it, you know, for them to compete with what will be the S22 and S22 Ultra, they just keep getting you know backed into the shadows. And the, last year they did stuff with the 10-bit screen and the 10-bit camera, but that was very difficult to explain. And did it make any difference? The design was quite unique, but they need to be more competitively priced. If they could undercut the S22 by a hundred or something and offer similar specs then that would be such a difference but they're often exactly the same price i get they want to be at that premium tier and they don't want to yeah. they want to be seen as that but uh, often you just see more innovation maybe gimmicky but more innovation from samsung it's true and honestly i love these phones for being different and yeah. I, I mean rocking the fine x3 pro for me was in part because i really like the experience and the camera in particular. And their microscopic lens was very cool. Yeah, actually. I, exactly. I don't want to forget about that. The camera especially, but apparently this doesn't have that anymore. This has, you know, there's three models. There's a Find X5 Lite, Find X5, and Find X5 Pro, as you'd expect. And Find X5 Pro, what You know, name. I think the regular, the middle one, the Find X5 is Diamond C9000, which is MediaTek's new flagship chip. So it should be interesting. Because the benchmarks we've been seeing suggest that Dimensity 9000 really is giving Snapdragon Qualcomm a, a good run for their money, like comparable to the 8 Gen 1 in some areas, not all, but like probably half the price or something. So like MediaTek's really like coming up. Exactly. So I'm excited about that. But mm. I do want the 5 Pro simply because of the cameras are going to be better. Yeah. And that one has is obviously a, an 8 Gen 1 from Qualcomm Snapdragon. So... You know, the rest is par for the course. 120 hertz AMOLED. We got a QHD panel on I'm the saying. Pro, of course. There's nothing, but maybe we have we hit peak smartphone now. Uh, we've been saying this for years, but you know that's not true. <laughs> I, I think the battle the battle is more in the folding space. I think the Oppo Find N here that we just got is kind of like Oppo saying, okay, look up there. Um, we're, not, we're still going to make the flagship bar phones and this is what you get. And And I think, you know, I'm not sure what they could have done differently. They could have done another camera pod design, but then they would break from their current design language, which I think, you know, for the fine series seems to be this melted camera thing. Yeah, this is only the second gen of that. So you're right, you have to give them two or three years of each each design. And then, so of course, you know, we're seeing 125-watt charging potentially on the Chinese models, like 80-watt otherwise. Like, I mean, some crazy stuff here. It's just not really that, I mean... Look, this phone is going to be fantastic, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what the cameras do, especially with that new Snapdragon chip and that new MediaTek chip as well on the regular model. But beyond that, it's really not much to play with. You might get two more FPS in Genshin, but beyond that, it's just the camera, isn't it, that we're all really excited to see what can what it can do. And we don't really know much about them. This doesn't say. It looks like there's no uh, there's no microscope, but hopefully we get a... And it doesn't look from the... the the photos or the renders or the leaks that there is a folded lens like a you know a 5x or 4x periscope mm -hmm. telephoto so that's a bit of a bummer considering the Find x2 pro had a telephoto that was pretty decent mm -hmm. um, 5x back then so i don't know look i'm a big fan maybe they can be more competitively priced if they although i know it's all down to qualcomm charging a ton of money for the chips but like maybe they can make it a little cheaper they won't but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like they won't simply because they've always, they've kind of put a stake in the ground with the Fine series to say, this is our premium. Yeah, 1,100 pounds. Flagship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
you, you want the good stuff, you know, and I think it worked with the Find X2 Pro. Like at the time, other than wireless charging, which is was missing, it was a better OnePlus 8 Pro, right? Oh, in every yeah. way. The leather back as well is beautiful. Other than maybe the software and the wireless charging. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little mixed about this one, to be honest. And, and also obviously OnePlus are, are moving ever so, you know, every day they're they one step closer to um Oppo's Oppo. color UI, <laughs> and we're losing Oxygen OS, which is a real, I, th- I think, a real shame. Uh, yeah, OnePlus in in many ways is getting less and less um, exciting. They're becoming more expensive. They're becoming Oppo. Well, I think they're going to have to correct course this year. I think they learned their lesson. The, the they made the nine. You have to understand. Like I'm looking at it from a US perspective here a little more, but the nine was made for the carriers, particularly T-Mobile. Right, so they took a nine pro, and instead of doing like a, a slightly detuned, but we choose in house what we detune. They were like detune it based on what the carriers want. And the carriers are like, oh, we can save a buck with OIS. Let's take out OIS, which is a real stupid idea on a phone that caliber. And then the the plastic frame, you know, the Nord has a plastic frame, but I feel like the Nord is like. 40% or 30% less cost. So I'm willing to accept a plastic. I love the Nord. I, yeah. yeah. I think they're really doing well the with that. The plastic frame on the Nord is fine. But on the 9, I was like, really? Look at look at Google. Pixel 6, right? The best value on the planet right now, possibly on Android. Five ninety, at least in the US. 599 US dollars for a metal and glass phone with OIS on the main camera and a really good main camera and all the trimmings. You need, Everything is there that you need. If... Google can out OnePlus, like last year, Samsung out OnePlus, OnePlus with the S20 fan edition. It showed, hey, hold my beer. We can make phones like you used to, OnePlus. Check it out. And I think that Google inadvertently did that, you know, just because aggressive pricing and good specs and a solid delivery. But I don't think they're aiming to, or I think the fan edition is really like squarely was aimed at OnePlus back in those days. OnePlus has gone up so high in price that you, you there's no no value to to beat anymore in a way no it's it's discounted now but yeah although i i want you know, to see a poco f4 the, the f3 back at the beginning of 2021 with the snapdragon 870 i think it was it was like 350 oh yeah. pounds it was incredible amazing. uh and for, that was probably the best value phone for like nine months here in the uk at least uh i for hope sure. we'll see an f4 with and then a, there was the realme gt uh remember that yeah. Also, 450 US dollars for Snapdragon 888. Of course, it wasn't officially sold. Here. 120 hertz AMOLED. Yeah. Right. Everything. Yeah. So it makes you think, why do you need to spend this much? I, I think my, my point is that OnePlus, I think, needs to look at this. And from what I've had conversation with some people there, it seems that they're probably going to adjust course. Like, don't expect the Pro version, the 10 Pro, to be, you know, anything but a flagship. But I think it might be priced. Remember how the 9 Pro came out? And we never got the lower spec version. Mm. Remember, mm-hmm. they canceled the lower spec. So, if they can deliver a higher spec version at the lower spec price of the nine Pro last year, with the ten Pro coming up, I think we're okay for that. But the ten needs to be like six hundred bucks, and it needs to be well equipped for yeah. six hundred, seven hundred bucks. And if it isn't, then it's another example of them just doing something for the carriers and messing it up. And now you're going to say, where does that put the Nord? Well, the Nord is still a class below that in pricing. Yeah. Right? How much is it in the UK? Three ninety nine. Uh, three seven nine or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so that adds up to what? It would be probably $450 to $500 in the US. It would compete with a Pixel 5a. And honestly, having used it, I'm like, that would... We're never going to get in the US because, again, the carriers are going to be too close in performance and specs to the OnePlus 10, right, in this case. But I hope they don't dilute the 10 too much and price it competitively. And even, you know, if the carers get upset, the carers can have the 10 Pro if they want to make money. Here in the US, you know how it is. People are going to buy the premium one anyway. Like you get it subsidized. It doesn't matter. It's over two or three years. Yeah, yeah. And from what I hear, they did not sell a lot of nines. They don't sell a lot of nine pros either, but the nine pro at least the enthusiast bought, right? Whereas the nine was just like, People looked at him, and, and like, I hope they. I hope we see some actual input from. Um, is it Leica? They were who? Who is it? Uh, what's the, Hasselblad? Hasselblad. Because last time it was a bit of software optimizations, but their roadmap said that future phones would have hardware. Uh, sort of, they'd have they'd help out. So, I'd be curious to see if that makes any difference. It didn't really last time. Well, we'll find out. I'm I'm holding my breath and rooting for OnePlus yeah. because yeah. I feel like they could still come out ahead here if they really did apply themselves. And we know that, you know, they are the Oppo equivalent for North America and certain markets. So even I would argue for you guys, because they're probably a bigger brand in the UK than Oppo is, even though you sell Oppo there. So uh, let's see how it goes. Well, look, we covered all the news and pretty much lots of tangents on everything we want to talk. It was fantastic. Do you want to tell folks where they can find you on the internet, Tom? Yeah, so uh, I'm just at The Tech Chap, mainly on YouTube, a little bit on Instagram. And uh, I just like to uh, uh, share my my posh English uh, accent and my opinions on tech. So uh, like and subscribe. (laughs) You folks should definitely subscribe to Tom's channel, The Tech Chap on YouTube. It's awesome. And follow him on Twitter and all that. And you know where to find me on the internet. I'm at Tankerl, that's T-N-K-G-R-L on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to talk about this podcast with me and Tom, Please hit us up on Twitter, ask us questions, corrections, all that stuff. Argue with us about whatever you want to argue about. <laughs> we might not respond, but we'll, we'll definitely uh, appreciate the, the feedback. And, uh, you know, if you want to look on Instagram, I got some pretty pictures of phones, pretty pictures of cars, most of them taken with phones. So it's kind of like meta. And then, of course, there is a couple of YouTube channels for me as well. There's youtube.com slash mobile tech podcast, which is essentially where all my unboxing videos and phone and peripheral to phone like wearables earbuds all that kind of stuff ends up things that are close to phones and our phones i do a lot of unboxings mostly but sometimes reviews so check that out then there is youtube.com slash mobile tech more and that is essentially a channel that my producer and i just started a little while back it's for all the you know cool tech that's not directly smartphones so travel tech car tech, home automation tech, all that fun stuff. We're going to try to get more content there. So we'd love you to subscribe and, uh, you know, like the videos. Uh, You know how YouTube works. Do that on both channels, particularly the mobile tech more since we're trying to get the thousand subscribers to monetize. So it'd be great. You know how it works. Comment. Let me know in the comments what you think of the videos. You know, comment about the podcast on the YouTube. That's fine. You can do that too. I'll I'll be there for you all. And, uh, you know, click the little notification bell and do all that good stuff that you know how to do for YouTube. I would appreciate it. And then, of course, the podcast lives at mobiletechpodcast.com. 
You know, we're on all the big platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, everywhere good podcasts can be found. So please subscribe. There's also an RSS feed there at the URL if you want to join the old school way. And uh, please rate and review the show if your app lets you do that. That would really help. I'd be appreciated. And then uh, there's a Patreon, patreon.com slash We mentioned it halfway through the show, patreon.com slash TNKGRL. I want to thank my patrons. There is a bunch of things there. First, you can get a video version of the podcast. You get a little ahead of time. So it's less edited. Like it's just a very quick, like throw everything in final cut, do a quick edit. (laughs) Um, So it's a little more raw, a little more real. And you get to see our faces, which is fun. So consider that that's one tier. There is a discord channel you can join and chat with me as well. It's kind of like an exclusive thing through the Patreon. So consider that. The tiers are pretty affordable. You know, we've got a whole bunch of folks out there and I appreciate all of you. Uh, we didn't have a new Patreon this week, but maybe you'll be the one next week. So <laughs> please consider the Patreon. I appreciate patreon.com slash TNKGRL. And if you don't like Patreon, I get it. There is a PayPal link in the show notes where all the links for all the things we discussed are. And you should click through there and uh, you'll, you can make a donation, a one-time donation and buy me a coffee or something. That'd be awesome and appreciate it a lot. And finally, I want to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible has been with us since the early days. They're pretty amazing. Like, I love that uh, you can get a good deal, 30-day free trial. You get to keep a book at the end, whether you stay or not. That's basically what we have here. But you will stay because if you're like me and you love to read, and, and I'm a reader, I like books, you know, you, you will want to have books read to you. That's what audiobooks are about. I am in front of my computer most of the day. And by the end of the day, when I take, when I take a break and I don't want to watch TV, my eyes are too tired to read. I just rather listen. So I just put my earbuds in, put a book on Audible and just enjoy it. And it's fantastic. So check it out. They have a whole selection, tons of books. There's also some short form content. There's some podcasts there. And you know, the best part is a lot of the books are read by the authors. I really love it. And road trips. Oh my God. Road trips are the audible. I don't think I could do it. It's fantastic to listen to these epic long books on these road trips. So I'm going to Vegas in my car. So guess what's going to happen? Audible. Oh, that's going to be great. That and Welcome to Night Vale, which we'll probably be catching up on, which is, as you know, a podcast. But you can get it on Audible like other podcasts. So check it out. I want to thank Audible for being our longtime sponsor. Audibletrial.com slash mobile tech is URL. And thanks again, Tom, for being my guest. Thank you. It was fantastic. Yeah, I always, always love it. Good to talk to you. Good to see you. Absolutely. We'll have you on the show at some time again soon. And then, of course, folks, we'll have a show next week. So stay tuned for that. And until then, cheers, everybody. Cheers, guys. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.